I'ma just pop my shit. Yeah. I might just flood this bitch. Okay. These niggas ain't up like this. Yeah. If it's something, it's stuck like that. Okay. These niggas ain't cut like that. Uh-huh. Look at my tag, what's this? Yeah. These niggas ain't on this yet. Yeah. Spin a bag, need this, this, that. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Candid with Cam. I'm your host, Cameron J. It's just me today. Um, and we got my good friend E4 behind the behind the curtain, pulling the strings and pressing the buttons. Um, real quick, y'all, my, my girl Georgia Smith is back. She is back and her back is big. Georgia Smith gained some weight. Uh, They're talking about it on Twitter right now. And they're trying to say this girl's not fat. Georgia Smith got fat, but that, that, that does not mean that she's ugly. All right, let's get that out of the way. I think Georgia Smith, she might even look better right now with some with some weight on her. Everybody can't do that. Everybody can't do that. Some people, some people look better big. For example, um, Ari Lennox actually lost a lot of weight. I think she looks weird. I think she looks a little bit. She looked a little bit better with the weight on her. Um, that's not really for me to say. You know, it is what it is. I think I think Ari looked better with the weight. I think Georgia looks better with the big back. Big back Georgia. Big Back Georgia can get it, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. Big Back Georgia can get it. Um, yeah, and, and, and Ari, I don't know. She might need to put a little bit of the weight back on. She's like too skinny now. Um, I feel like right now with social media and everything, there's so much of an emphasis on just like everybody's bodies and everything. And I'm not adding to it uh, by well, I'm not. I'm not helping the situation. By giving my opinions on it, but once you put this stuff out there, it's for the world. You know what I'm saying? It's no longer yours. This is the world. It belongs to the world. If you want to keep it private or you don't want people to comment on it, you probably shouldn't post any of that stuff because now it belongs to the world. You know what I'm saying? Now Georgia's back, being Georgia Smith being back and her back being big, is for us to talk about. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know, speaking on that as well. And speaking on Ari's, uh, Ari Fletcher is out here selling a a workout DVD. Have you seen this before? Yeah, a little thirty minute workout DVD. And she is on here claiming that, like, you know, she can give that BBL butt, but with this workout DVD, I'm gonna keep it a bean. I think that the ass is in fact a BBL, but BBL or not, whether it came from a doctor. Or 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 what? You can't get that ass in the gym. That's a generational ass. She has like uh, my homies was talking about uh, influential basketball players, and they were saying you know anybody can be LeBron if they work hard enough. You know he's not like his measurables aren't in, like insane in a point where this can't happen. You know some women are like that. You can you can get that ass in the gym if you work hard enough. Or you can go buy that ass. Ari Fletcher has a generational ass. She has the shack of asses. You can't buy that ass. I don't, I don't, I don't, like I said, I, she may or may not have gotten a beat. I think it's once in a lifetime. It's either a once in a lifetime doctor or she has once in a lifetime genetics. Either way, you can't just go buy that ass and the gym is not going to do that for you. That is a generational, those are generational cheeks. She, she is the Shaquille O'Neal of, of ass. <laughs> the Shaquille O'Neal of ass, bro. I'm telling you, that ass is. I've never seen a recoil like it, and um, she deserves the world. For that. Like, there's there's no coincidence that she's able to go from like, 
millionaire rapper to like another millionaire to millionaire rapper to multi-millionaire boxer to multi-millionaire rapper like there's a reason that she keeps landing on her feet or landing on her ass it's because it's a generational ass um and she she, somebody should sue her for selling those those workout videos because (laughs) that's not (laughs) you can put as much time in the gym as you want you're not that's not going to do the job for you you know what i'm saying um that ass is fucking phenomenal and you know moving on to the next topic uh for my current events we have pharrell's lv uh well not lvmh but uh lv debut i'm 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 thoroughly impressed uh you know a lot of you might know me as like a fashion guy i never really looked at pharrell as a designer i've always looked at him more of a curator um you know more of a stylist if you will I, i Cause his Adidas shit, I wasn't really a big fan of the Adidas shit that he did, but you know, this right here, I think it was put together very well. I like that he's brought back an emphasis on the uh, the LV Speedy bags. That's like a great bag, but they use cheap material to put together some of those bags. But they're also staple bags in 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 the brand. He has definitely, you know, put an eye to that, and he's bringing back, you know, using. Well, not bring it back. He's decided to use different quality leathers for like for the bag, you know, things that are, you know, going to give it more life. The bag is going to last a lot longer, you know, shit that y'all might not care about. But I think that he actually did a really good job with his uh, his debut fashion show because we haven't seen LV with the creative director since Virgil Pass. And, you know, although uh, I think he did a good job, I do think it is a little bit crazy that LV has been spitting in the face of Kanye and continuously giving people his job. First, they give it to his friend Virgil, then they give it to Pharrell, who's a you know another friend of Kanye's, and you know somebody that I feel like Kanye in a, in a lot of ways opened the door for, uh, fashion wise. I might be wrong on that, you know. Whatever, I still feel like I stand I stand with Kanye on that, and and you know throughout the uh, the whole LV weekend and everything, you know uh, people people been bigging him up and Swiss Beast had the nerve to call this man the Don, the Louis Vuitton Don. Um, me as a Kanye stand, I'm like, nah, is this an intentional shot? Like, is he is he doing that on purpose? Because everybody knows that Kanye's the Louis Vuitton Don. I feel like even with Pharrell being there, like that's something that uh, has made at least fans of Kanye double down on the fact that, come on, we know, we know Ye is the Louis Vuitton Don. So I felt like, I'm like, was that intentional? Was he trying to like fuel something there? I don't really know, but... I felt like it was a little bit of a shot, but I do appreciate that Pharrell was like, listen, Ye is my brother. There's only one Don. He called himself the pupil king, which I like. It's like, he's like, I'm the king student. I, I see myself like that in a lot of ways where I learn, I learn from everybody. I see I see what's going on and I learn. And that goes back to what I said about Pharrell being just a good curator and a, uh, a good creative director, just understanding that, you know, understanding fashion, Picking certain things like, okay, this is great. This is how I'm going to add this to my thing. I see that this worked, but this is how it could be better. That I think that was dope how he all, like he he took it in a way where he could still big up Ye, you know, give him his credit for like, listen, he opened a lot of doors for all of us in this. Um, but, you know, this is my thing. You know, I'm, I'm here in place of my brother Virgil. I thought that was thorough. Um, but in that same breath of him being thorough, he let Pusha T uh, maybe or maybe not diss Jim Jones. Um, I'm a Pusha T fan as well, and I like Jim Jones too. I'm a I'm a Dipset fan. 
If that was a diss, that was a two-pack of ass. Hot garbage. You know, you can't, your last diss is he's hiding a child, and you know, that man is sick, sick, sick. And then you go to that, that was some bullshit that he, like, you know what I'm saying? If that was a diss. I don't really feel like it was. I think, you know, there might have been some jabs that that are influencing the lines in the song, but I don't think it was enough to to be like, that's a weak shot if it's a shot. That's not a good shot by Pusha T. And the song sounding like butt. Like, I'm not playing that. That sounds like butt. Um, and Jim, Jim Jones also responded to it. He said, that's not a top 50 verse, which which runs back to, you know, the the original the original debate that got it started. Um that's not a top 50 verse. And then it also has, like, stuff like that has makes people reevaluate where you actually do land in that 50. Um, is Pusha T an all-time, like, 50 all-time great? Like, as a fan of him, I'm not sure that I can say yes to that. Uh, he makes great music to me. It, it, you know, I play a lot of his stuff in the gym. But uh, top 50... I got to see who else is on that list. You know what I'm saying? Jim Jones is not on that list either. And But that song, definitely not a top 50 verse of all time. Uh, that one, you got to get back in the lab with that one. That was the weakest thing that was designed on that uh, on that LV runway. Yeah, that one didn't work, bro. Um, and then, you know, continuing on with music, uh, Russell Simmons is uh, online tweaking right now. He has been running from horny, nasty, bad man allegations for a few years now. And now the, 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 the spotlight has shifted because his daughter, you know, she came online saying like the relationship that she has with her father has completely shifted. He's losing his mind. Russell's an old man. So he might also be experiencing some dementia or something. Cause the nigga gotta be in like his seventies now. Right. Cause Def Jam started in the late eighties, uh, early nine, early nineties. And he was old then. If you ever seen Crush Groove, he didn't play himself in Crush Groove because he already looked old. He's actually in that movie playing another old nigga, like in a movie about himself. That's mad. Like that's how old Russell Simmons is. So he's he's probably losing his mind. Um, I like the the situation with him and his daughters. That's that's definitely unacceptable. But um, you know, she also mentioned like she's not really privy to whatever the issues are with her mother. And father, but her her concern is like the way you treating me and my family is unacceptable, which I can agree with. Like, there's no reason to treat your daughter like she's on the opposing team. Whatever the case is with with you and the mom, like that's still your kin. That's your like you made this person. And from what we could see, she's just trying to hold, maintain a normal relationship. But Russell Simmons is over there turning into Franklin Saint. The nigga's losing his mind. Um, and money will do that to you. So, but if what he's saying is true, the bitch stole 250 million from me. And it's one thing if you took it and it's like, all right, you know, I want this in a divorce settlement. It's going towards your daughter, you know, the family, shit like that. The bitch took it to bail out her new nigga. Everybody got to go. Everybody got to die. Like, I, it's like, I understand a little bit of that too. And um, my problem with it, for at least for the the issue with Kamora Lee, is that you know now that you have an issue with this man, the problem for you, you you're like oh he met me when I was a sophomore in high school, and you know he's y'all y'all seen the predatory allegations he had this that and the third, but that wasn't your stance when he was first when he first went on the run to Bali, 
and was fighting these horny nasty bad man allegations. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, my timeline might be off, but initially, you know, you were in support of him when y'all were together. And now that it's not convenient for you, you're weaponizing it. I think, you know, regardless of what he did, the problem with that for me is you stood silent when women needed you, and now you're trying to play victim on it on an issue where you know what I'm saying you stood silent when these women were were crying for help and and trying to bring this to light, knowing that you at least now you're saying you felt you're, you're a victim to him as well. Why are you waiting to, to for it to be convenient for you to? speak on this because now you just want him gone you don't want him you don't want to deal with him anymore you need you need you need to be rid of him that's what it seems like it doesn't seem it seems disingenuous you know what i'm saying like the your voice would have been a major help to these people and it's also like you you because aoki also said like she didn't even know what sexual assault was and she was defending you so you also had the children and everybody think and you should you know you should always look at your father, you know, in a certain way. But you you had the family geared towards defending this person, and now that it's not convenient, you have now 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 it's guns blazing. You know, you're loading ammo with the, with these women with with the plight of these women when you could have helped them. Your voice would have been influential in their cries for help. I think that that's unfair. I think that's unfair, and um, you know, whatever happens with, with that. I feel like, you know, hopefully whatever the horny nasty bad man shit he does, he he he's uh he he pays for his crimes. And I also and if you stole his money, you don't you don't deserve that money either. You stole that money. And you also you also were complicit in how he earned that money. So I don't feel like either of you guys deserve that shit. You know, y'all rich people, I, I try not to put my opinion in, in in rich people problems. I feel like whatever whatever y'all whatever happens to y'all happens to y'all. Fuck y'all. You know, just like the billionaire and that motherfucking um in that tin can. Um, when you get money and you decide to do stupid shit with it, fuck you. You know, uh, we just found out that the Titan submersible is uh you know is runts that we smoking we smoking we smoking Titan pack right now. Um, shout out to them, good gas. You know, why on earth you guys would decide to go? see the titanic in that in that in that itty bitty bullshit i can't for the life of me make sense of it um white people and rich white people continuously do things like <laughs> like it's like y'all don't like having money like y'all play games with y'all lives like you know oh fuck like if you don't want to have the money you could have just gave it away you know what i'm saying you could have just gave it away and you know, donated it and, and, and killed yourself if that's what you really wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? You could have swam to the Titanic for all I care because the result is the same. You niggas is you niggas is is uh, Jack Dawson pack. That's the nigga name from Titanic, right? E4. Yeah, that's his thing. Yeah, y'all niggas is Jack. Da y'all y'all down there with Jack Dawson. And you know, shout out to the Titanic for still getting buckets from Beyond the Grave. Um, you know, a hundred years later, they still they still smoking on they still smoking on white people. Shout out to them, man. You know, that's uh that's my ancestors, you know, um, on that transatlantic slave tree, you know, getting to get back. I, I fuck with that. You know, fuck these rich people and you know, fuck that Titan submersible shit.
Um, yeah. So now I guess we could, you know, I ran through my, my, my current events topics and all of that shit. I'm trying something new. Cause as you guys know, I usually, we usually talk regular shit. We don't really do current events here. Um, let me get into my pet peeves with having platonic relationships with women. You know, why is it that women give more grace to the niggas they're dealing with than their friendships? This nigga can go out and cheat on you, cheat in your face, you know, disrespect you all kind of ways. And, you know, you take this nigga back. He, he could give, he come up with any kind of lie, you take this nigga back. But I could miss a birthday dinner and... Now our friendship is 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 clipped. I miss a birthday dinner. Our friendship is clipped, and you know, but let, mind you, this this nigga also did not make the the birthday dinner. He also did not make the birthday dinner. But I'm the one that that's no longer we're no longer friends with. Or, for example, you know, I might have just not responded to a message because for whatever reason we have a disagreement, and now I'm blocked and. But you're still dealing with this nigga that you call my phone to complain about as far as like, oh, this nigga, this nigga this, this nigga that. You call my phone to complain about this nigga. You gave, you gave him more chances than me. And I'm supposed to be your dog. That don't make sense to me. And then on top of that, just going for it. Do not complain to me about somebody you're going to stay with. Because you got me hating this person. This person is now my op. Yo, if that if I see this nigga, I'ma slap this nigga. Or if I see this bitch, I'ma have my sister spit in her face. And then you take the person back. I done unfollowed this person. I look crazy now. I unfollowed this person because I'm riding. And then you just go back and take the nigga. You take the you take the bitch back, you take the nigga back. Now I'm looking at you different. Cause it's like, where's your moral high ground? You you let this person do all of these things to you, disrespect you in all these type of ways, and you're taking them back. I'm looking at you weird now. Like, I all of the shit that you told me about this person, I don't even know why you like them. Like, what is it that you even I whatever you are, was a, the initial attraction to this person, I don't even know what it is anymore because I've only heard bad things for the last six, eight, nine months to a year. And now you back with them. It just doesn't, it don't add up. It don't make sense to me. Like this is these are the things that you deal with when you have a platonic relationship with with, with women. You know, it happens with guys too, but I feel like I, I I run into it more with women. And then just like I hate I hate having women friends sometimes because they, they do shit like forget their wallet. You're an adult. Why the fuck you ain't got your fucking ID? Why you why how you lock your keys in the house? Cause you switching purses? Why isn't that stuff on your body? What happens if you lose your purse in a club? So now everything is gone? You're supposed to have certain shit just supposed to stay on your person. That's your identification. Some type, some form of money, whether it's a single debit card or some cash, and your house keys or transportation keys, whatever, whatever, whatever that is, your keys should be on your body. You know what I'm saying? This the shit that women do, like, I, and that that I just I can't understand. How the fuck you lose your wallet? How the fuck you lock your keys in the apartment? That don't make sense. Now, now we outside calling the landlord at two o'clock in the morning. Cause you can't get in the crib, and I gotta stay out. I gotta stay outside. And wait with your dumb ass. That's the shit I just don't understand. And um, you know, uh, Dom was uh, he 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 sent me something that also uh made me think about platonic relationships. 
I want to ask you guys, like, when you're in a relationship, how do you feel about your significant other having a platonic relationship with an ex? I feel like once you be once you get in a relationship, and I'm somebody who has like most of my exes, I I, I think I have platonic relationships with, or have had platonic relationships with. Once you get into a relationship, a lot of that stuff, like that's that that's clear. For one, you should never let your your significant other know that that ex is a, you still have a platonic relationship with them. But I think that that's clear. I think it's unnecessary. Why you want to be friends with somebody that, you, that was fucking you? Like for me as a man, if I find out my girl still friends with like a nigga that used to that she used to be in love with, like oh, you still want to fuck this nigga? Cause why else? The friendship can't be that good that it's better than being with me. Like you don't need. You 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 should obviously still have friends, but you don't need to have a platonic male relationship with somebody that you used to be in the bed with. That, that he don't have nothing to offer you that I can't do. You can find another friend. I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have other little play brothers and stuff like that. But an ex that's off limits for me. Absolutely off limits. And um, you know, it took me a while to understand that because I was some, like I said, I was somebody who. We used to still be friends with my exes and stuff like that, but that's because I still wanted to fuck them girls. That's that's simply it. Like, and that's why it's like now it's no reason for if I'm in a relationship, it's no reason for me to have those relationships with somebody that I I used to be with. Like that just means you to me, I can be wrong, but I think those type of relationships should only exist if you if you have a child with that person. But other than that, that shit should be clipped. You know, but you guys can give me your opinion. Maybe. There's a there's reasons outside of that. I could see if it was like, this was an ex in high school, ex in college. It's been ten years since then. There's no, you know, romantic interest, physical interest there. She done had kids, this, that, and the third. Like maybe in those cases. But if this is somebody that you dated within the last five years, it's absolutely no reason for y'all to to still be in contact with each other if you're in a relationship. If you're not in a relationship, by all means. But if you're in a relationship, that shit gotta go. Cause even your platonic relationships with your homegirls. A lot of that stuff, like you might you you see him when you see him, but a lot of that going out, all that all that other stuff, that starts to slow down because there's no reason for you to really be hanging out with them unless they friends with your girl. You know what I'm saying? And even then, your ex is not gonna be friends with your girl. Yeah, a platonic relationship with the opposite uh, sex, gender, whatever, makes sense when you know all of us is friends, whatever. Or my girl know who she is. We was friends before. Yeah, but outside of that, your ex ain't never gonna be friends with. Your girl. That just don't make sense to me. I'm sure that's not that's obviously that ain't that ain't the rule. Um, but that's I mean, that's my rule. That's that's my rule. Um I, obviously it's gonna be different for other people, but that's my rule. I don't think I don't think it makes sense. There's no reason to do anything like that. Um and then, you know, I had a clip you for uh if you want to play that. So I recently told a guy friend of mine that I'm not dating anymore. And he said, why? I said, because it's not fun. Me and him are the same age. I think he makes a little bit more money than me. I'm pretty sure he wants to me, but whatever. That's besides the point. He basically said he's dating and he's having fun. And I said, I'm dating and I'm not having fun. You want to know why? Because men are doing the things that I did when I was in my 20s. I did the yachts. I did the girls trips. I did the sections in Miami. I've done the ghosting. I've done the being unintentional. I've done it all. all right, now I've up. lived. I've experienced. I've okay. <laughs> That's all we need to hear from, from her ass. Um, so what I really got from that was, you know, she had been more advanced in her dating life. 
uh, it sounds like early in her 20s, she got a lot of experience in her dating life that most men don't get the opportunity to have. I'll tell you why. A lot of men don't get to have those opportunities or no. She had an experience. She had, you know, matured early in her dating life. And the reason being is because women, especially attractive women, usually are dating up, especially early on in their life. They're dating older men. They're dating men that are typically a little bit more established in their careers. And a lot of times, you know, that's when they are experiencing that fun where, like she says, she's going to the club and she's doing this, that, and the third. The only men that she's dating at that time that can afford that are the older men, right? So now those older men are in their career. They're doing their thing or whatever, but they're, 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 they're out there having fun as well. And I'll tell you why. She's dating the older men. She gets older now, right? She's look, now she's looking for men her age that are looking to do the shit that she's doing because the other men are her age, they didn't experience that stuff in their 20s. They are just now catching up financially. They're just now catching up maturity-wise. You know, um, their careers are starting to develop. So now a lot of the things that they didn't get the opportunity to experience, like she said about her being in her 20s, they're doing it now because the girls their age were dating the older men. Now they are the older men dating the younger women. And I feel like that happens a lot where women get to a certain age, especially now where people are prioritizing career. She's she's probably a little more established in her career now. Um, she's had a lot of her fun. She's looking around now for guys to be on that on that same wavelength that are her age because the men that were older when she was younger are now old or they've started their families doing they're they're doing things like that. The men on her age like on, on her wavelength are dating down. They're I'm looking at the young, I'm looking at the young Jonas. She outside, she lit, this, that, and the third. I got money to sponsor that lifestyle, and she young, dumb, having fun. You know what I'm saying? The, the Jones my age, they want to start families, this, that, and the third. I just got started in my career. I'm just getting to this bag. I worked hard to get this bag. And on my way up, I couldn't ha I didn't have access to these type of girls. So now I'm having my fun. I'm having my fun. And I fuck around and start a family with one of these young Jones that that's looking at me as like, you know. The guy up here, I feel like that's not unfair. Uh, if you know you were once the young John that's dating the old, the older guy, you know what I'm saying? That's the reason you got a chance to have those experiences and live that lifestyle. Um, where do you think it comes from? You know, so why? That's exactly why when you get to that age, you know, the men on that same on that they they they're, they're doing they're, their mindsets are different. Um, I think I think it's always going to be that way, uh, especially as long as like. Financial financial security is like a big part of relationships. Um, you know, women such you know similar to the one that was speaking in that video. If you're prioritizing career, um, you know, you're not really looking for a man. You're not looking. You're not looking for some. Or I shouldn't say you're looking. You're not looking for a man. Um, you're prioritizing your career and independence over being in a relationship with somebody because. That's the that's the thing that's so counterproductive about like hyper independence. It's like, what are you looking for in a relationship if you can do all of this stuff your on your own? You know what I'm saying? You it's always like, oh, I'm prioritizing my career so I can have this, so so nobody can't say that this, that, and the third. Like I get the idea of wanting to have your own so nobody can take from you. But when you build that up with that mindset of, you know, I don't need anybody for anything, it gets to a point where you you're you are meeting men and it's like, well, 
you know, the men are saying, well, I'm, I'm bringing this to the table because, I, you know, I want a woman that's looking for me to, to do this, do that. And the third is like, oh, I could do all that stuff myself. I could do this stuff myself. What I need a man for that for? What do you need a man for, period, then, if that's the case? You know what I'm saying? It's like we're, 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 there's a disconnect now because you like, and I think the same thing happens for men too. Men, men, they start to get to a certain point where they're looking at like, oh, I, I could hire a maid for that. I could hire somebody to do that. What are you bringing to the table as a woman? It's like the men are getting to a point where they just want somebody to lay down for them. And I don't want to say that the women, I don't think the women know what they want. I know for a fact that women are, the men are prioritizing sex. I want somebody that, that's barefoot and pregnant and just laying down, having my babies taking care of, you know, doing this. Just stay in this corner and do these things that I need you to do. I don't think the women know exactly what they want or looking for because they don't want to stay at home, but they also don't want to split bills. They also don't want to, you know what I'm saying? It's like they don't want to do any of those things. So it's like, I don't, I don't know if they know exactly what, they're, what they want and they're looking for. Um, that's, that's how I perceive it. I would like to hear some other opinions on that and, and kind of come to, to a middle ground in that because it's, it gets confusing. It's like, you, you, you telling me you don't need me, but you telling me you want, you telling me you don't need men, but you want a man for what then? Like, what is he supposed to bring to your life if you don't need him for certain things? And then it's like, you know, uh, you, you 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 feel like because of where you are in your career and the money you make entitles you to a specific type of person, but the guy that makes those things or, you know, makes that money or has that is is on that career field that you're or, or you know, just that that social that social status you're looking for, he doesn't he's not prioritizing those things. Like he how much money you make means nothing to a man who's not dating. Men don't date for money. We we want somebody to lay down for us. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think I think that's just like the biggest issue right now with all the dating podcasts and all of the internet stuff is like, what is it? How do we find the middle ground for that? I think throughout throughout time, the 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 standard for what a man wants hasn't changed much. It's always been sex. That's always been like our number one motivator relationship wise. Is like sex and then eventually that, that that turns into have my children start my family to leave my legacy i think that's what what men want we want to have sex we want to have great sex with a beautiful woman and leave behind a memorable legacy as a great man i think that's never changed for men i think what women are looking for has changed tremendously in the last 60 years and that's where the disconnect comes in all of the dating shows and all this stuff is like how do we satisfy you if you don't really need us anymore, at least the way the way a lot of women have put it. I think I think you know in that same breath, there has been a more of a divide now where some women are going back to like I want to be put up. I want a nigga to make X amount of money because I'm giving up this pussy. I'm gonna raise the kids. I'm gonna do all of the traditional shit. Um, I think that's cool, but there's also a lot of men out here is like I don't really need somebody just for that stuff. Like, you know, I want to have a little bit more out of a partner. But the ultimate goal still is like, you know, I feel like that that can change as long as we having good sex. <laughs> but, you know, that that that's 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 definitely what I want to leave y'all with today. Like, what what are you looking for out of dating, men and women? Maybe I'm wrong, you know, 
maybe men have different standards of what they're looking for, what they want. I know what I want. You know, I want to. I want. I, I don't want somebody to necessarily lay down for me all the time, but I definitely want to have great sex. I want somebody that's going to have my kids and be a good mother, and um, you know, also just be you know be a good partner that I can lean on mentally, so that way I can continue to provide, do all of those things, stuff like that. Um, I'm not going 50 50 on the bills, but we definitely, you definitely gonna pay some of them. We gonna work, we gonna work because I'm gonna take care of the kids too. We 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 can work out the percentage we're doing, but it it won't be 50 50. I could definitely take majority of it, but you know, let's let's work something out there. Um, and then for the women, like, what is it that you really want, especially for you know a lot of my career driven women? What are you looking for out of a partner? Because the things that used to get it done for our grandparents, things have changed. You know, somebody just being a strong provider for you. Uh, financially, I don't think that's going to get the job done for somebody who's career driven. You can, you can pay a lot of that stuff yourself. What, where, where are you looking? What, what areas are you looking to uh, are you looking to fill? Um, but being a provider isn't just financial compensation. I think as a man, you should you should you, you're going to have your strong areas. You know, you might not make as much money, but you might be a good spiritual provider. Somebody that if she's a religious woman or you know things like that or just spiritual, you might be somebody who reaffirms her to be like the strongest person she can spiritually, like keeps her keeping her grounded and um, just prepared for life, things like that. Or just mentally, like, you know, somebody that she can lean on in those ways, mentally, emotionally, where you make her feel valued. Um, as a man, you definitely have to pick your area and be the strongest at it to be valuable. You have to bring something in that, in that, in that, you know, to that table. But, um, yeah, what are, what are we looking for? And how can we bridge that gap? There's not gonna be a universal rule for that. It's gonna be different for everybody, but I think it'll improve our dating life a lot if we're able to you know, pinpoint those things. And it's gonna change, but if you have an idea of what you're looking for, it'll make a lot more sense on you know, how, to, how to fulfill that and then how to stop wasting a lot of your time. I think some of us don't really know what we're looking for and we're getting disappointed by all the, the partners that we're wasting time with, but it's like, if you knew what you were looking for, you would stop dating a certain type of man. Because you're looking for romance, you know, you're looking for, you know, affection from a person who was raised in a family, uh, in a household where he doesn't even know what that looks like. You know what I'm saying? I I, I have a, uh, I've talked to some some of my, my homegirls and they'll, they'll tell me about, you know, Oh, I'm having issues with this guy. I don't understand why, you know, I'm having such a hard time with my dating life. And then it's like, let me see their gram. You know, they're showing me the type of people they, that they deal with and they're telling me the stories about them. I'm like, well, why did you think that this person that, you know, he's not he's not educated, um, he wasn't in the church either, or 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 has no or or the masjid, like it's no he has no really no religion that 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 gives him a moral high ground to stand on. No education that gives him a uh, you know a, a mental high ground to stand on, and no family background. Like his dad wasn't there. He was raised by his mom. His mom was a crackhead. He lived with his grandma. Nobody really gave a fuck about him. I'm not saying that those people aren't ap uh, capable of certain things, but it's like all of the signs of you've dated this same person three different times in a different body. Maybe you should try to talk to somebody that you go to class with. One of your classmates. Um, y'all have similar interests. Y'all have similar backgrounds, similar like things that 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 
make it like your life paths align a little bit more. I don't want to dis like sound like I'm uh, you know, coming at somebody who's disenfranchised, but for this specific specific instance, this this person and the people she had been dating, it's like y'all have nothing in common. You don't even know how to help this person who who you know what I'm saying like because you come from this background, you have both parents in your house. This is that, and the third. you're you're accustomed to a certain type of love. You don't know how to help somebody who's been in this situation. He needs to date somebody who who probably has come from where he come from and, and and seen it to be able to speak to it. I'm like I said, I might be wrong, but I'm I'm I feel like if you're dating a specific type of person and it doesn't even align with your your interests, there's no wonder that you're going to be disappointed because the things you want aren't even what he, that's not what he wants out of life. You know what I'm saying? He might just want to, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, just something a lot more simple. Um, you know, he, he, if he coming from a certain type of background, simple background, he might just want something more simple. And this just don't align with what, you, what you're looking for. Because you, you haven't pinpointed the things that you want and put that into play for the type of person you're dating. And then, are you even your type's type? Like that's something that I I I I feel like I have a conversation with with myself and then like my friends all the time. Like um, I be talking to E four, E four be showing me all these like fashiony artsy bitches. I'm like, bro, you don't even dress like this. <laughs> are these is are you even your type's type? You know, um, you that's like a real like thing that you have to. If this is something that you somebody that you truly like, this is truly the type of person you want. You either kind of get in line with what that type of person is looking for or you switch it up maybe this is not maybe this is this is what I want but that might not be what I need I've been trying to get E4 to start dressing a little bit different because I think he can bag some of these little fashion journeys but he just got he got to he, he he's got to put away the colorful shirts he's got to put away the H&M shirts um I'm on here rambling this is uh this is one of those cam solo days where I just talk my shit, you know. I'm back working again, guys. So, and I'm back in Philly. Officially got a I'm a, I'm employed again. I'm officially back in the city. You know, things are going to change probably with uh I think the days I get in the studio. I don't know if that's going to affect the days that we post, but uh a lot's going to be changing. Um the show, I'm still figuring out what the show is. I don't know if I'll ever do another one of these solo ones like this, but this is early in the career and I'm and I'm shooting the jumpers, you know what I'm saying? You don't know you don't know like you you got to you got to get in the lab and you got to shoot the shots. And that's what I'm doing right now. If you listen this far, you truly do fuck with me cuz uh th this pod was so on the fly, um just vibes and I I actually had to stop the camera and start over because I just I'm like I'm so used to having conversations that just talking to myself like this, I don't even know really what I want to say. I think this is necessary for me to improve as a conversationalist and just someone who speaks on camera because I got to learn how to get my ideas out and stop beating around the bush with certain things. I'm also learning to just stand on my opinion. Sometimes I try to stay in the middle. I think that's my Libra shit. It's like, oh, you know, I don't want to offend this person because I don't know how, how, like, just stand on the opinion. Um, opinions change, but in the moment, I think it's a lot more effective if I just pick a side and, and deliver the idea. If my opinion changes down the line, that's okay. Just continue to try to articulate these ideas as they come out. But, you know, um, like I said, the show's changing. Uh, I did with this one out without Ash this week, but um, 
you know, next week I'm a uh, I'm gonna have Ash back. I don't. We're not gonna do guests for maybe the next few pods that you hear. If it's a guest, they're from the network. Um, no, so yeah, no guests for a little bit. Cause I'm I, I think we need. I'm, I'm just trying to fine tune this. I'm trying to fine tune the the, the candid show, candid with can. Uh, it's gotten better, and I've had some slips. You know, some horny, nasty Batman behavior, or just getting a little too drunk. You know, uh, I'm not. I'm trying not to drink when I pod anymore, just cause. Uh, or if I do, it's something like, cause I be getting lit. I be getting too lit, and like the pod that I did with uh, the wholesome black girls. I don't know where I was going with that. I'm like, am I trying to? Am I flirting? Am I trying to? Like, I'm watching the back. I'm like, I can't even remember where I was trying to go with some of that stuff. I'm like, it's it's definitely some horny, nasty, bad man shit. But I'm like, I. I where was I getting off? Because if I was trying to, if I was trying to get at him, I pr- I should have came a lot harder. I'm like, I'm listening to it. I'm like, where were you going with this? Because you, if you was trying to, if you was trying to fuck something, you're not being, you're not going, you're not being aggressive enough, and you should just not do it if you're not going to do it. But I'm a natural flirt too. That's you know, that's who I am. Um, but I'm, I'm I'm trying to perfect this thing. I got a couple people out there who who really do enjoy what I do. Like shout out to Dom Junior. He always reposts my shit. I always catch him listening. You know, I really appreciate you. Um, shout out to Kel. Kel has been listening to my shit, reposting to my shit. You know, um, I think he's caught up on the episode, so hopefully he hears the shout out or whatever. And, you know, you know, shout out to my patrons. Uh, you guys have definitely been making sure I can at least eat once or twice a week, you know, with the little 30, 30 to $40 that, I, that I've been getting on Patreon. Subscribe to the Patreon. You know what I'm saying? $1 tier. There's no reason for y'all not to be giving me a dollar if you're listening to this right now. You got a dollar. You got you have twelve dollars to give me for the year. It's a dollar a month. You have twelve dollars to give me to listen for a year. That I think that's fair. And you get the visual experience with that. Now you can watch the shit. I'm saying you can see my pretty face. I got a tiny, tiny shirt on today. Tiny shirt, tiny pants. Uh, looking real busty. You know what I'm saying? Generational man tits on screen. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, but yeah, I'm rambling now. Uh, I just want to say thank you guys again for tuning in. I'm going to get back to doing artificial intelligence as well for the people who tune into that. Um, shout out to Gabby. Shout out to the Patreon listeners. <laughs> um, yeah, give me give me a dollar for Patreon. I don't remember what I was saying, but we're gonna wrap this shit up, man. Thank you, uh, thank you for letting me be candid. Be free and stay free, but not like a maxi pad. In other words, stop acting like a bitch. Pop my shit. I'ma just pop my shit. Yeah. I might just flood this bitch. Okay. These niggas ain't up like this. Yeah. If it's something, it's stuck like that. Okay. These niggas ain't cut like that. Uh. Look at my tag, what's this? Yeah. These niggas ain't on this yet. Yeah. Spin a bag, need.